back. It's been a while. My name is Brady Pointer, host of The Point. Welcome to the show. Yes, like I said, it's been a few weeks since I've had a show out. Switch shifts at my job. Sports have been dead for the most part, so up until about last week. So I'm finally getting something out for y'all. Thanks for sticking around, not bailing on me. NBA free agency picked started yesterday. Went off hot and heavy, as always. Love to see it. Shit was crazy. Waj, Shams, throwing out tweets left and right. I mean, to be honest, Shams is getting out a little bit quicker. Step your game up, Waj. Step your game up. I'm going to talk about the Rangers trading Gallo and, um, Joey Gallo and Kyle Gibson last week. I know that's a little old, but I'm going to get my thoughts on it. I'm going to talk a little about Cowboys training camp. That's underway. You know, they got the Hall of Fame game this week on Thursday. So we're going to go into that a little bit here. We're going to start off with the uh, little NBA free agency, some of the bigger moves around the league. Uh, we've got Kyle Lowry with the sign and trade to Miami. We've got uh, CP3 staying in Phoenix, four years, $120 million. Trey Young got extended by Atlanta, five years, $207 million max extension, similar to what Luka's going to get when he returns from the Olympics. Uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander got extended by the Thunder. Evan Fournier signed with the Clips, $78 million, four-year deal. Jared Allen signed a big deal with Cleveland. Lonzo, Lonzo went to the Bulls in the side in trade. Rashawn Holmes stayed in Sacramento. I would have definitely liked Rashawn Holmes to be a Maverick. Mike Conley was another name that was that the Mavericks might have been interested in. He's staying in uh, Utah. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's reported to be going to Washington. So in the big point guard names that Dallas wanted to get, Pretty much off the board here. Uh, Jimmy Butler got extended by the Heat. You know, another center that Dallas could have gone after. Andre Drummond is looking like he's going to Philly. So, uh, you know, what the Mavericks did do, though, and they did, did make some good moves. They didn't stay quiet. They re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. for your setting for four million, and that's actually a really good deal. Eight about eighteen million a year for uh, for Tim Hardaway. I think it starts at sixteen and goes up a little bit each year after that. But that's a very good value deal, keeping it under twenty. And, you know, basically the same contract he was already on. And all you need to see out of Timmy, a little more consistency. That's all we want, just a little more consistency. But he was definitely the number two option on this team last year, last season. It wasn't KP. It was definitely Tim Hardaway. And he got paid for it. And, you know, keeping your good free agents is what good franchises do. And that's a good move by Dallas. Um, also bringing in uh, Reggie Bullock. Uh, three-year, $30.5 uh, $30. million deal. Looks like they used part of the MLE on Reggie, I think, is what I what I heard. Uh, another guy they brought in, Sterling Brown from Houston. Uh, he was a uh, two-year, $6.2 million deal. Both these guys fit a mold of 3 and D guys there. They shot, um, I think, they both had better three-point percentages than Tim Hardaway Jr. last season. Reggie was at 41%. Sterling Brown was at 42.3%. I think TH, Tim Hardaway shot like 39%. So these dudes had a better three-point percentage. Um, Reggie Bullock shot the three pretty well last season. I mean, he's not the secondary you know, creator that you were expecting, but Dallas could still make some moves on that. But I do like these moves that Dallas made. Three and D guys can defend on the wing. And are good spot up shooters for Luca to distribute the ball to and get easy shots. And that's what, you know, that was obviously an, something Dallas seemed to look at for this offseason was getting more shooters, more consistent shooters around Luca. And these two guys are those type of players, just not the big flashy names that you were hoping for. But it is, of course, Mavericks free agency. You cannot get your hopes up because they never, ever land. 
And so there were also have been a lot of talks surrounding getting Goran Dragic to the team. He was part of that sign and trade with Kyle Lowry. So he was sent to my or sent to Toronto from Miami after they picked up his $19 million deal. So right now he is a Raptor. And there's a lot of talks about he wants to be rerouted to Dallas. If he was going to be rerouted, he would like to go to Dallas. Um, if Dallas wants to do that, they really need to focus on trying getting Dwight Powell's contract off their books and sending him back to Toronto in a deal that would send Dragic to Dallas. You know, maybe Dwight and Willie Cauley-Stein or maybe Trey Burke got a couple options there, but really would like to unload that $11 million uh, cap hit that Dwight has on the books for Dallas this year. Um, and that's really not a great contract. Just Dwight Powell's just... You don't know what you're going to get out of him night in and night out. He's not, he doesn't have much of a bag offensively. His defense is sporadic from time to time. So paying $11 million for sporadic defense and offense is just not what you want. If he's a high energy guy, can bring, brings a certain level of tenacity to the floor, but this just, you don't know what you're getting out of him on both sides of the floor night in and night out. And, there, you know, there's still some other options out there. You know, Dallas brought in, I think Dallas brought in a cap strategist to help them with their, you know, free agency this offseason. And there's some more options out there. I think, you know, Dallas really does need to focus on bringing in another center. I think Ennis Cantor's still a free agent. You know, John Collins is having issues in Atlanta. I don't know if Dallas can be able to afford John Collins, but that would be nice. Um, so, you know, it's day two. Things are still going on. Things are still moving. I expect Dallas isn't done. I really do expect them to have a um, to have more moves come out um, in the next few days. They they really need another ball handler creator behind Luca. It, it's not Jalen. It's just not Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen. He had a great season. I like him on this team. He's a great six man, but he is not the secondary creator that this team needs. He had a chance to prove it last season, and the offense just doesn't really flow with him running the point. But I still love Jalen, but he's just not the secondary creator this team needs. And I'm not upset so far with the free agents. Usually by the end of day one, I'm pissed off at the Mavericks already because they dropped the ball. And of course, they didn't get you know Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, still a question mark. Don't know what you're going to get out of him. You haven't really heard much on his front. So there's still a lot of, you know, there's still a lot of things out there that Dallas could do. Um, I really don't expect him to make a big move. I really don't expect him to go out and get the Rosen um, just because of money and things like that. So I think what Dallas does, it'll be smaller, more adding in depth and filling in specific roles they need. They're probably not going to go out and get it that DeMar DeRozan. It's probably not going to happen. If it was going to happen, it probably would have already happened by now. So... Like I said, I'm not too upset with the Bullock and Sterling Brown signings. Great. They fill a need. They fill a role. Now let's go get someone that can help Luke and he takes the pressure off his shoulders. Let's go get another big man that can take some pressure off KP. Okay, we need a true center. This team needs a true center. Can't roll out Boban and Willie Cauley-Stein and call that a good center big man rotation. Not going to happen. Can't do it. Just can't do it. All right, moving on a little baseball talk. Uh, this happened early, late last week. Um, Joey Gallo got traded to the Yankees. I know of all team, the Yankees, it's right, trash, but we did get four of their top 25 prospects, according to the Baseball America's midseason rankings. Um, their second baseman, Ezekiel Duran, he was the number six. Shortstop Josh Smith was the number eight. Uh, right-handed pitcher Glenn Otto was number 20. Uh, and then they got Trevor Hover. He was a second baseman outfield. Uh, and then they also, the Yankees, the Rangers also sent Jolie, Jolie Rodriguez to the Yankees as well. So that's not a bad return. I'll take that return for the Rangers. Uh, 
you know, Duran and Smith are really good hitters. Otto has had a pretty good season so far in the minors. So, you know, right now it's just the waiting game. That's what it is with trades, you know, we, especially when it's for young prospects. You know, because the Duran and Smith were sent to were sent to A-ball. Okay, they're not even a double-A. So there's a, still a lot of development left with these players, and that's the key with the Rangers right now, which is developing these young guys. They also sit Ian Kennedy, Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson, along with their prospect Hans Kraus, to the Phillies. Uh, in return, the Rangers got right-handed pitcher Spencer Howard, Kevin Gowdy, and Josh Gessner. Um, Spencer Howard's the centerpiece of that deal. He was the former number one prospect for the Phillies, um, but he's had... Um, not so much success in the majors. He's been bounced around between AAA and the bigs. He's had some issues going deep in the games, getting to the lineups multiple times. And he, you know, said in an interview he had troubles um, building up a routine, a role in Philly. He didn't know if he was going to be bullpen or if he was going to be bigs or AAA. You know, his routine bounced back and forth. His role bounced back and forth. So he was never able to develop a, a routine and get into rhythm in that organization. So he's hoping a clean start here in Texas will relieve that. And the Rangers obviously feel he's got a lot of potential. They obviously feel, you know, essentially giving up Hans Kraus, who they liked for, you know, being in the rotation in the next year or two, um, for this man who's already shown that he can be major league ready or is at that point a little bit further than Hans Kraus. They think Spencer Howard probably the better pitcher. And Howard's a little bit further down the line. He's had some issues, but he still is a bit further down the line than Kraus. And the Rangers need major league arms because who the hell is going to pitch for this team next season? I, it's, it's a damn question mark who's going to be in the starting rotation at the start of next year. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, looks like Howard will be in that rotation because, you know, doubt, the Rangers need major league arms, and Howard was that. And he was the centerpiece, and hopefully he can – the Rangers can tap into that potential and get him to where he was when he was a number one prospect. Uh, so – Back to the young talent developing for the Rangers. You, know, you have to get a clear outlook on where your rebuild is coming from. What are you going to do? Like, how much time do you want to spend in free agency? How much time do you want to spend developing young talent? And because that Frisco Rough Riders team, you know, the Rangers have some young talent to be excited about. Josh Young, Sam Huff, Cole Wynn, Cole Reagans. And now they got Ezekiel Duran. Now they got Josh Smith. You know, they've got several players to be excited about. And... Now it's just about developing them and waiting it out. And chances are this team's probably going to be bad for another couple years. You know, it might be 2024, 2025 before this team competes. And if that's what it takes to get to that point, and that's what it takes. I mean, the Astros were bad for a decade. I mean, the Padres were bad for forever. I mean, there are, the teams go through this. You know, the Rangers, last time the Rangers were good was like 2015. So, yeah, it might take a full decade for the Rangers to get back to that level. And if it takes them actually committing to it and getting it done instead of just half-assing it and trading for, you know, part major league ready, ready players like Willie Calhoun and and then Willie Calhoun not really working out all that well. You know, the man's been injured. He has some bad luck, but he hasn't been the player that you were expecting him to be in a return for you, Darvish. You know, the Rangers waited a while to trade you, Darvish. They waited a while to trade Cole Hamels. You know, they didn't get the returns they needed. And I think Texas got the best return they could have gotten for Gallo. I don't think they waited any longer. I think this was the right time to do it. You know, he had they had some more leverage because he does have an extra year of control. He will be a Yankee next season. So. Yeah, the Rangers had a little more leverage now. I think getting rid of Gallo at this time was the right move. Um, 
I would have liked to see him continue to be a Ranger. He wanted to stay a Ranger, but once again, you gotta gotta either commit to the rebuild or don't or don't half-ass it and be bad for 15 years. And I think trading Gallo shows that John Daniels is finally committing to this rebuild, wanting to get this team back to where they were five, six, seven years ago. And if that's the case, if that if it means you're bad for another two or three seasons, then so be it. Because this team has some young talent to be excited about. And you just got to wait now. It's just a waiting game. It's just a waiting game. So, and, I'm, you know, but the good thing is, is that if you do go to a Ranger game, you don't have to sit out and burn while you're watching bad baseball. So that's nice. You get to go enjoy a nice 72-degree game. And watch bad baseball, but you're still not dying of heat stroke. So that's nice. There is a plus there. So anyway, that's my spill on the Rangers. I just want to see a clear direction for this rebuild. I want to see I want to see these younger players develop and become major league prospects. You know, that was the thing with Gallo is he was homegrown. There's not a whole whole lot of homegrown talent that comes from this major league roster or this farm system. So it's just you, you hate to see Gallo go because he was here from the beginning and now he's gone and you really start looking at keying in on this rebuild and maybe starting from the ground up and really waiting for these younger guys to develop because you need to develop and the biggest thing for me is developing some arms getting some pitchers developed because you can go out and get an ace but if you're two three four five starters or shit then it doesn't matter what your ace is doing and, you know, now we're going to bounce around to the football. Going out to Cali. Callis, Dallas Cowboys training camp. Been going on. Got Hall of Fame game Thursday. Um, just some noise I've been hearing. Uh, Tyron Smith, Lowell Collins look really good. Uh, C.D. Lamb looks fantastic. I've seen videos of him mossing people left and right. He looks really good. Really good, excuse me. I've heard Kelvin Joseph, our second round pick, is looking very solid. Um, you know, there's there's some things to be excited about. Micah Parsons has been said said he looks really, really good. Um, and of course, you know, you look at Dak and you see the shoulder tweak that he had, and he hasn't really thrown the ball much. Just keep being cautious with that, and more power to him. Hey, it's fine, it's just training camp. He can still get some re he can still get some work in, some some mental reps in and things like that. And still work on his footwork. You know, I don't really know if he'll take part in the Hall of Fame game this weekend. We'll see about that. Um, but, you know, I'm not too worried about it. They caught it. They were cautious. They did an MRI. They're going to they're gonna treat it. They're going to get it healthy. It's going to be all good. I'm not really worried about the shoulder issue. Um, and I'm not really worried about Dak having any lingering other health issues. Because, let's be real, that was a freak injury last year. The man's been healthy for the majority of his career outside of that. So let's not act like Dak has a health Dak has health problems because he doesn't. He's not Carson Wentz, who by the way is going to be out for five to twelve weeks after having foot surgery. So anyway, um, yeah, we'll, more 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 noise on the Cowboys as the season goes on. We're about to get starting into football every week now. It's great that time of year has come. It's fantastic. Love to see it. And that's about it for the show today. Thanks for listening. Please like and share. I love it when y'all support. And thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.